time is my measure of success. What am I doing with my time? Do I go to bed every night and think, oh, had another turn around the sun. That was fun. That, that for me is the sort of litmus test is like, if I died tomorrow, would I, would I be like, that was, I had a great time, or would I be like, oh, I've sacrificed loads of stuff and I'm still not where I wanted to be? And more and more people who I talk to are redefining what success looks like for them. Hello and welcome to another episode of How Not To Run A Business. It's me, your host, Jeremy Jacobs. I hope you're doing very well today and thank you for joining me as always. Before we get started on the podcast episode, I just wanted to let you know that I will be taking a short break from the middle of December to the middle of January to rest and look after myself and spend some time with my loved ones over the festive period. So don't worry, I'm not going anywhere, just taking a little break from releasing episodes. So I wish you a very joyful and happy festive period, whether you choose to celebrate or not. And I want to say a massive thank you to all of my regular listeners that have listened in 2022, and I will look forward to being back with you in 2023. I sat down in this episode with my virtual friend Siobhan Fox. We've never actually met in real life. We met on LinkedIn a few months back and we formed an instant bond. And I love Siobhan's work. She is a marketer. She is a solo entrepreneur. And if you are a solo entrepreneur or you work for yourself running your own business, then this is the episode for you, particularly if you hate hustle culture and the whole notion of it there's a lot of conversation online on linkedin on social media out in the world around hustle culture and me and siobhan hate hustle culture and the topic of today's episode is rest is the work so we're going to be talking about resting as a solo entrepreneur, something which we both have struggled with because we've grown up in a world where rest and laziness are combined and they're seen as the same thing. And we had a really interesting conversation around this topic. So if it's something that you've been struggling with, then this is definitely an episode for you to listen to. We're going to share our thoughts and our feelings about it. And the aim of this episode is to help you to rest more and have a life that you love. Now, a couple of things to mention before we get started. First of all, me and Trevorn like to swear. So this episode is pretty much filled with swear words. It's not like constant swearing, but there is a lot of swearing in this episode. So if that is something you don't enjoy or you've got people around you that you don't want to hear swear words, then put your headphones in or don't listen to it. The second thing is Siobhan had a couple of deliveries whilst we were recording the episode and I did my best to cut them out but there is one point where it cuts us off halfway and we had to restart the episode but we left it in we thought it was quite funny. Oh and one final thing Siobhan is also a fellow podcaster and she's got an amazing podcast called the Unconventional Business Podcast but we both managed to fail in mentioning the name of it so if you want to go and give that a listen, then go check it out. But for now, it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. I am here with the wonderful Siobhan Fox. Lovely to see you, Siobhan. How are you today? I am, um, yeah, good. Just had four days away from my desk, so I feel like my brain has had a bath. Oh, 
that's such a lovely image a brain bath so tell me tell me and my listeners who are you what do you do i always ask people that question it feels a bit kind of like who are you what do you do and such a broad question too who am i well it depends what day you catch me on in all fairness Who who are you today who am i today um I work with a lot of coaches who don't prescribe to the idea of a fixed self or personality. So um, I'm totally embracing that idea that you could just be in the newest version of you every day and just forget the old you. How how cool would that be? Um, so today I am at my desk, which is nice. It's, it's half term. I have a four-year-old. So this is our first experience of what half term looks like. Uh, having settled into six weeks of very short days. don't know what it is about stopping at three o'clock, but it keeps slapping me in the face. Um, so yes, I'm a mum and a business owner, which is an interesting cocktail. <laughs> uh, I live in Winchester in Hampshire. Um, I am a marketer by trade, um, but I don't have any formal education above a level so it's all been learned the hard way very hands-on um i like to swim in the river in winchester i've become one of those crazy women that swims in cold water and have you then, got uh, a, have you got a um camouflage dry robe with a pink fleece inside it's red oh, mine okay. is red and oh. it's a moon wrap it's not a dry robe but yeah I, I legit wear one of those for the reasons it was created. <laughs> when I used to live in Hove and uh, I'd go down to the beach, it was just a wash in the morning with um, loads of people wearing dry robes and sitting on yeah. the beach shivering. I think yeah. it's fair enough if you use it for its purpose. What gets me is the people that wear them just because they're like a fashion item and you're like, it's basically like a giant duvet. There's nothing fashionable about it. <laughs> It's uh, bougie and chic. So you said that you learned the hard way. What was that? What was that experience like? Like, how did you learn? Where did you start? Um, I started as, I mean, without the uh, usual shitty teenage jobs. I started my career, I guess, as an office junior. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I dropped out of Oxford University because it was way too hard and mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I was doing there. It wasn't my dream. Um, so yeah, I was an office junior and she, the lady who interve- interviewed me, got a calculator and she figured out what minimum wage was and she rounded it up to £6,250 per annum. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. For which I was very grateful at the time. Um, And then uh, my boyfriend at the time slipped my CV into a pile on his colleague's desk and managed to get me into his company. I was originally a sales administrator. um, And then we got a marketing manager in to create a marketing team. And then I managed to sidestep into marketing. And then, yeah. But that was like print... um, the first, the first CRM our, our company had, I manually typed in everyone's details. <laughs> uh, we were quite, we were um, IT 
hardware and software company. So we had forums and email and chat, mm. but none of the people we worked with did. But I think that sort of nerdery was quite beneficial for my career. Like my friend said to me one day, right, if you want to learn Photoshop, here's my machine. I want you to create me a flyer by the end of the day. Didn't tell me how to use it. And I just sat there all day swearing and then <laughs> eventually figured it out. So, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know, that's the strap line, I guess, of my whole career is learning by doing. Yeah. Which obviously now I know that I'm an ADHD makes perfect sense. Yay. But I never ADHD. knew that at the time. <laughs> yes, fellow ADHD -er, when were you diagnosed? Uh, I still haven't been, oh. but I went to my GP earlier in the year and I have no idea whether he sent the referral or not, but mm. I don't think I need the rubber stamp anymore. I'm quite happy to do that myself. Fair enough. Um, and it turns out that the cold water swimming is my medication. Mm. Yeah. It really levels out. me out and, yeah, allows me to focus, so... I don't need anything from the NHS, I don't think, so I'm just going to figure it out myself. You can keep your legalised street drugs to yourself, thank you very much. Which yeah. is what they are, Until basically. it's, yeah, or, you know, maybe mushrooms, microdosing mushrooms will end up being legal. I'll try that at some point, I don't know. <laughs> Ayahuasca in, like, South America terrifies yeah. the shit out of me well i'm on i'm on medication for adhd so i am microdosing amphetamines basically and it works very well so whatever you know whatever works for the individual exactly you've got you know. to find i do think everyone's got their own cocktail of stuff that helps them but it's i've like tripped over and fallen into most of mine it's been accidental but now i'm learning about it i'm like oh some of the things that i've kind of benefited from without realizing why they're helping me <laughs> are now documented things that people say like fasting and yeah. cold water therapy and just keeping an eye on the basics like how much you sleep and how well you're eating oh and cutting out alcohol mm. that was a biggie mm. so yeah i was medicating myself without realizing i needed medication <laughs> mm. yep yeah, i hear you on that one for sure um and then you forgot what I would say, unless you, you know, we haven't got to it yet, is um, you're also a podcaster. Hello, podcaster. Yeah, for my sins. And what's your podcast called? The Unconventional Business Podcast, yeah. which you have been on. I have. I have, and now it's your turn. Yeah. Yours so, was one of the funniest episodes I've ever recorded. I enjoyed it that. so much. She says that to everyone. <laughs> she's like yeah yours is the funniest actually i was i did listen in a sort of slightly narcissistic moment i did listen back to it again earlier uh the other day and um yeah it was good look we haven't, we, we haven't oh, go on. we all have those narcissistic moments anyone who says that they don't is lying i know i know i do make myself laugh i sometimes listen back to podcast episode recording gone yeah i'm really good at this <laughs> check me out well, everyone, a lot of people say I am, but there's just moments where you're like, yeah, I'm really good at this. Actually, the episode that I just recorded this morning was about confidence and arrogance. And um, yeah, it's that fine line, isn't it, between believing in yourself and thinking you're good at something and then being an arrogant dick. We haven't sworn yeah. yet. Gosh. Shit. Shit. 
bollocks. Um, I'll put a warning at the beginning saying this podcast episode records uh, contains swearing. So, so go and check out Siobhan's podcast, second best podcast on the uh, internet at the moment. Thank you. Number, number one is Obviously, I'm not going to say yours is the best because mine's the best. Yours mine's is second better than yours. They're different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll uh, stop being a narcissistic, arrogant asshole. Um, so we met. We've never met in real life. No. We are like, um, what are we like? We're like those people who, not that, no, this, no, stop, Jeremy. I was going to say, we're like those people who are dating and never actually meet, but we're not dating because you're married. I'm a homosexual <laughs> and I have a fiance. So none of that works. <laughs> but we met on LinkedIn a few months, well, about how long ago? I don't know. A time, six months ago, let's say. Yeah. Um, and we connected because we're both similar people. Yeah. I believe we like to swear. We've got ADHD. We're entrepreneurs. We're fabulous. We run podcasts. And um, yeah, it's been a really interesting um, journey to get to know you. God, that made it sound like, oh, such an interesting journey to get to know you. I'm talking bollocks today. I don't know what's wrong with me. So <laughs> it has, though. And, and also, like, quite life-affirming at times because you do need that you do need those people around you as a business owner to leave random voice notes to and just be like oh i'm having one of those days when i'm like fuck it all i don't want to do any of it me i want to hide under a duvet and you need that person to go oh mate i know exactly how you feel yeah. but also stop being a dick and yeah. we do that for each other and yeah. i really enjoy that because or just you know the rambly details of your day because let's face it if your partner doesn't run a business they don't they'll never know quite what it's like mm. and it's nice to share your wins and it's nice to lean on them but you mm. do need people not in the same boat but on the same sea <laughs> to to share that stuff with and to get those perspectives and yeah. to call you out on your bullshit as well which yeah. i do appreciate about our chats yeah did you uh what was the phrase you used <laughs> oh yeah that session we had uh it was like being gently punched in the face because <laughs> i came off it going well he didn't tell you anything you don't already know he just wouldn't let you hide from it and i was like oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> damn you jeremy yeah but i needed it and i asked you to do it i invited you to gently punch me in the face because i knew it's what i needed oh dear so we're going to talk we were talking about what we were going to talk about and we were going to talk about well you tell me what we're going to talk about what was the what was the title you came up for this podcast episode sometimes rest is the work mm. and i feel like someone famous probably said that but i don't know who it is so i don't know who to credit but me and some of the people in my audience, my business circles, we we say it to each other a lot. Okay, yeah. Um, because it's one of those things that's not talked about, it's not normalised, and it literally is the best thing that you can do to run a successful business is to rest and to mm. know when you need to rest, to give yourself permission to rest. You can't force your brain to do great work if it 
if it's if it gives you a hard no, you probably need to go get some sleep or do something else for a little while. Yeah. Why do you ban this this phrase around? And I'm sure you'll find out who said it when you get some kind of cease and desist letter or yeah. court order instructing <laughs> you Kanye West or um oh no that's not mentioned that dickhead um Kim Kardashian probably one of the Kardashian I don't know who who gives a shit who said it um yeah where does that come from where what what is that in response to uh, well hustle culture which mm. I know we don't need any invitation to get on a soapbox about but shall we Shall we Shall get we? on it? Come on, let's get yeah. on it. Fuck hustle culture. Fuck culture. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because, um, yeah, it's important, I think. What, what's well, your... it is It is when you start a business because I think it's too easy. I remember when I started out going on social media, following all these people, and you start getting uh, targeted with all the Facebook ads from all these gurus saying... And all these uh, celebrity coaches, I made one million in my first year and buy my 12-step formula and this is how you do it and all of that shit. And if you follow certain gurus, you'll be led to believe that you won't get anywhere unless you work. You say goodbye to your family and your friends and you say, I'll see you in 10 years. And it's all about getting up at 4.30 and grinding. And, yeah. and actually, like, it's just utter shite because... And hey, like that might work for other people. That might be the choice that they make. But for the majority of human beings I have spoken to in my life, and there are a lot, we'd rather enjoy every day of it than sacrifice a whole bunch of days for a result that might never come. Mm. So yeah, my my problems with hustle culture are many and varied, but when I see people perpetuating it, I just get really angry because I think of all those people that are me three and a half years ago starting out and believing there's only one way to do it. There's more and more people talking about that subject and being, you know, uh, giving an opposing view and reassuring people, particularly those that have started out in business, that this isn't the only way and you can do it another way because it's very easy when you go on social media and you see some 20 year old on cocaine going i work 70 hours a day and you know and i get up and, uh, and, uh, and you're just like oh my god like this is unsustainable for as you say most people um i'm not in my 20s and i'm not on cocaine <laughs> i wish i that's was that's reassuring <laughs> i was gonna say i'm one of these is not true I'm not a, I'm not 20 and I'm not on cocaine. Can you guess which? That would be quite an easy answer. Um Amphetamines though, we've already Amphetamines, yeah, legalize, legal, thank you very much. Um so yeah, so I completely understand how people, particularly at the early stages, when you're in a vulnerable place and you're uncertain exactly. and you're, you know, to look at all these people. And I would assert that most of it's bullshit people can say whatever they want about how well their business is doing or how well they're doing um to get people to go oh yeah okay well i must start working with those there's a there's a there's someone i'm not going to say their name because i can't actually remember it to be honest um who advertises consistently on instagram and youtube and their video comes up and they talk about helping online coaches to 
get more business. Um, and I decided sometimes I'll like start, I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself into their sales funnel. I've got an anonymous email address with an anonymous name that I sign up to this shit because I don't want this stuff infesting my, um, you know, my actual email. So I have a separate one. And so I go through the little funnel and I went through their funnel and went on one of their calls and they wanted to charge something like £35,000 to set up a sales funnel and, it, and, and run basically Facebook ads, which you would have to spend many more thousands to be able to get any form of traction. And the results apparently were great, but I was just like, 35 grand. Wow, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, the average person I know is trying to bootstrap a business. They're not, they haven't already made their millions and they've got money to play with. They're like yeah. agonizing over whether they need that Canva subscription or not. You know, like mm. every penny counts. And I, I get really angry with that stuff because nowhere in there does anyone talk about message. And the fact is, if you've got a great message, everything works mm. but if you don't and you pour money into advertising you're just handing over your money to zuckerberg you know it yeah and and better to make the most of the channels that you own like your website than than even invest loads in social media where you could be locked out of your account or mm. hacked or have someone posing as you in yeah. the blink of an eye yeah so yeah I, and i think it's what you said earlier it's what makes me angry is it's people preying on the vulnerable mm. and and they have neatly identified the pain points of starting a business and they press on them really hard until you go oh um, i must spend my money on whatever you're saying then because i can't do it on my own because you made me feel shit about myself mm. like we could totally size sidestep into bro marketing there but Fucking hate all of that as well. That really boils my piss. Right. What's what's for anyone who's not familiar with that term without going down another rabbit hole? What's bro marketing? You've done an episode <laughs> on this, haven't you? I have. I have. Yeah. I've um, listened to it, but I'd love for you to tell us. Briefly. So, in summary, bro marketing is any tactics that people use to put pressure on their audience to trigger FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, false scarcity, you know, like only 10 slots available, but there are actually a hundred, um, like falsified, uh, discounts and stuff like that. What's it called? Value stacking. Mm. So you go and this worth this much and this we're saving you this much. And actually it's just all bollocks. So any kind of underhand pressure sales, Imagine like a sleazy salesman from the 80s just trying to push you double glazing whether you needed it or not. Mm. That's what bro marketing is. And and the litmus test is when you go to do some marketing, read it back to yourself and it makes you if it makes you feel a bit yuck and a bit like, ugh, then it's then don't do it. Brilliant. Simple, <laughs> simple and effective. If it makes you go, ugh, then don't do it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of those late night um, telesales ads that used to be on like Sky and Channel 4 and stuff at like 
four in the morning when I was a teenager in my 20s and I couldn't sleep and I used to just watch like and there was nothing else on TV this was back in an age <laughs> many years ago um, and they would do that thing they go order now and you get you know and you get all this extra stuff which no matter when you order it you're still going to get it but they use it in a way that yeah. makes it sound like the same sort of thing and it's yeah it's so annoying isn't it really is and the sad thing is if you're resorting to those tactics then you haven't done your homework because you haven't identified a need you haven't identified your audience you aren't really solving a problem the classic thing is create a problem in order to be the person that solves it mm. you know like unfortunately uh, a lot of people will fall for it and you might make money but you won't do it in a very ethical way so yeah. I will leave that one up to the listener's conscience. Yes. Whether they feel good well, about that or not. I will. I will. I mean, I will. It's uh, again, we're going off on a tangent, which we're brilliant at doing. Two ADHDs record a podcast 20 hours later. <laughs> what yeah. were we talking about? Um, those tactics actually are very effective because you're, fe you're feeding yeah. into people's emotions and fears. It's more of a, uh, you know, the morality of doing it and yeah. tricking your customers or clients into working for you through fear-based i mean you know that's that's i wouldn't want anyone to come to work with me based on this idea that they're if they don't do it they're gonna fail or you know from from a point of fear so i think we both agree on that one it's um it's not good so hustle culture bad rest good yeah, exactly. So do you, with hustle culture, what does that look like to you? Is that people working lots of hours? You said, you know, saying goodbye to your family. For me, would you agree with this statement that it's you're putting your business before everything else, including yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a pretty neat description. Um, and I think there are certain groups where that's, worse so for instance there's like a subculture of um i'm gonna say mums it could be parents i just haven't met any men that feel like this yet mm. but there's a subculture in there's the hustling mums who are martyring themselves for their children and their business but running themselves into the ground which mm yeah it makes me sad quite frankly mm. um and 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 there are lots of others of those i do think uh younger people coming out of uni maybe a bit more impressionable slightly less sort of life and world experience will fall for some of that stuff and think the only way is hard work yes for me it was physical hard work like um yeah uh, doing mail outs where you had to like, you had the little rubber thing that you put on your finger to like get six leaflets and put them in an envelope and put it through the franking machine and all of that. And, and yeah, working late, loads of hours, staying up till one o'clock in the office, working on a pitch mm. to go and deliver it at nine o'clock the next morning. But just because I did it that way, I don't believe that that's how all young people need to do it now. So much more stuff is automated or, you know, or just the world has changed, the way we do things has changed. And actually, I'd love to see a society where 
everyone worked a 24 hour week like I do or less and just had more time to do the things they enjoy. Mm. I don't believe this whole, I did it the hard way. So you don't, I really hope my son has an epic work life balance that starts from, you know, the moment he's an adult. Oh, don't like to think about that. Um, I mean, I'd love him to come into the business obs, but we'll see. <laughs> Bit of nepotism. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, the phrase that sprung to mind when you mentioned the mum, the working mums, is mumpreneurs. Oh God, I, I can't stand fucking it. Hate that for any hate like it. any any of those kinds of words. So it's a solo entrepreneur. It's not a solopreneur. Yeah. Um or whatever i think it's just because i have a really hard time trying to pronounce it i mean it took me two years in an mba to learn how to spell entrepreneur so <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard word to spell yeah it um, is a hard word to spell. yeah um and it's yeah i i completely get that that it, it's addictive work if you're doing something you love it can be addictive i noticed yeah. that for myself so there's an element of that but as you're saying it's you're putting everything your business and you know everything else sits behind that and that isn't sustainable and i've seen it happen it's happened to me that's why i closed my business because i recognized it and i see it happen to a lot of people that sense of pride and obligation and that's why i started this podcast was to talk about failure and off the back of me closing my business because i wanted to you know i wanted to have a conversation with people to provide an alternative narrative to this yeah hustle culture retiring at whatever age all this you know a mass amassing um excessive amounts of wealth all that bullshit yeah but i think it comes down to how you define success doesn't it like those people are defining success as numbers in your bank account and you will like you said put put that above everything else including yourself mm -hmm. um what i've discovered the more i talk to people and through my own journey is that success is not a destination that i'm aiming for what i have created is success success for me is like whenever i sit at my laptop it doesn't feel like work or ve not very often i just love it um, I'm able to pick my little one up from school and he doesn't need to go to after school clubs. Like time mm. is my measure of success. What am I doing with my time? Do I go to bed every night and think, oh, had another turn around the sun. That was fun. You know, like that, that for me is the sort of litmus test is like, if I died tomorrow, would I, would I be like, that was, I had a great time or would I be like, oh, Fuck, I've sacrificed loads of stuff and I'm still not where I wanted to be. Mm. And more and more people who I talk to are redefining what success looks like for them. Mm. And like for me, I don't really care about retirement. I quite happily work until the day I die, so long as it's something I enjoy, because it's not about yeah. the money. Obviously, I need to pay my bills. But yeah, I want to be like sodding off in a motorhome every summer and able to still log in and do work and talk to people in the morning and then naff off and swim in a lake in the in the mountains in Italy or something in the afternoon you know like that's that's it so the subject of rest is the work say more this has been a big realization for me 
I burned out about six months into my business because of the 24 hours I specified I was going to work. I sold them all to someone else. And of course, that left me no time to work on the business, no time to rest because I was doing childcare every other waking minute. And uh, yeah, the wheels fell off. Uh, and that was off the back of burning out of corporate. So I was like, oh, fuck, how have I ended up here again? I got something called burning mouth syndrome. Oh, that uh, sounds like fun. Look that up. That's a whole bunch of fun where your tongue basically feels like molten lava all the live long day. Wow. Um, horrid. Uh, and it was one of my friends who's a qualified dentist who said to me, yeah, you just need to go home and meditate. That's a sign of stress. And I was like, oh. <laughs> as if I needed another one. I've already got IBS, insomnia, migraines. My body was literally being like, please sit down for a minute. So, um, yeah, so then I realized I would need to change my business model. And so, yeah, I realized I would need time to work. So I call it in, on, off and out. So you need time in your business working for your clients. You need time on your business, doing your business development, your sales, your admin, your marketing. You need time off, which might be an afternoon or a couple of hours taking a break. And then you need out, which is what I just had. Left the... Um, laptop and the work phone at home and literally just took my brain out of the whole gig yeah and you need all of those things in the right amounts to stay healthy and to stay creative and to stay motivated and keep enjoying it otherwise mm -hmm. you someone said to me recently like don't create another job for yourself it's not a job is it <laughs> it's supposed to be a lifestyle choice yeah and we have to do jobs in our business I, I, yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know what people yeah what you say about creating a job for yourself what is your well what is your distinction between having a job because people say that don't they if you're doing you know I can't remember what the phrase is but it was something about if, if you're working a certain way you're basically just you've got a full-time job for yourself if that makes sense is that what they say no? yeah I kind of say like don't be your own worst boss right you know, like it isn't about cracking the whip. And I mean, yeah, there's a fine line, as you know, as well as I do, how we can get those attacks of procrastination as ADHD is and how destructive they can be. But sometimes you have to tune into it and go, what's really going on here? And is this just my body saying, for fuck's sake, can we have some rest, please? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? I've noticed for myself that this pattern of behavior and way of being around, um, work has been just so clear from working patterns before when I had a full-time job in in a corporate office and then running a business by myself well actually with my parents but towards the end by myself and it being a very physical it won't go away whoever it is you want to go and answer it yes I yeah, guess I I'm going to have to okay anyway uh where were we rest Rest, rest and listening capacity. to your body um god my brain is so not playing today earlier today <laughs> i was trying to record the podcast episode and i literally had to stop every five seconds i should have taken your advice or that advice of saying right well it's clearly not working maybe yeah. you should just stop and go and rest but i was like nope i'm gonna record this podcast episode so <laughs> it's probably really shit you'll find out in a few weeks when it's released <laughs> i'm um, sure it isn't but yeah, what, but why is that? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why? 
are well, like what is missing in that we're not taught to just put things down do you know what i, I mean i think for me what i've recognized since i went on holiday for two weeks or oh, 10 days and then came back and because i have agency work which I'm doing work for an agency, which is obviously what agency work is. I just <laughs> wanted to clarify that for anyone who wasn't I was clear. really unsure, just so you know. <laughs> agent, what is this agency work you speak of? Uh, uh, the glossary of all the terms I've used in this podcast in the show notes. There's not really. Um, so I got back and through my own whatever, I just didn't keep up with the work because i had i had two weeks effectively i had a time commitment each month and that still applied in september when i came back from holiday and i needed to build those hours so i had to cram two a month's worth of work effectively into two weeks Mm -hmm. and i was dealing with some health issues and so i did actually rest quite a bit and then what it meant was october was a shit show because i it was just back it was just backlogged there's definitely something for me to look at around commitments and i think my view on it is that when you run your own business you are responsible for all of your income and there's always i don't know if it's true for you there's there's always a little thought in your side going yeah but what if that happens you know we worry about things going wrong and if we don't have a sufficient buffer financially then we can go into that scarcity mindset particularly in the early stages when you're it's all new or you're trying different things and so i think for me it comes from that space that place of i'm fearful that it's all going to go to shit and i'm going to have to you know you've got to have a you've got to have a you've got to have a uh you know a good amount of warm leads coming in oh Ever since you posted about that, every time I see the phrase warm leads, I feel a bit sick. Like it's, it's just made me it's made me realise how gross it is. It's it's like the word moist. It's that kind of level for me of yeah. warm, warm leads. It's that oh mm. I've got the ick about that phrase. Now. Like abs- you said, I want red hot, super hot, spicy leads. Don't give me something tepid. <laughs> well, so yeah, I mean, do you do you agree with that? What do you see in that inability to put stuff down? Oh yeah, I mean, I think we're conditioned. I think um, I even well, I mean, I look at my four-year-old, and he is intuitively able to understand when he needs to rest, when he needs to move. He's so much more in tune with my body, with with my body, with his body than I am with my body. He knows what he needs. Sometimes he might need a prompt, you mm-hmm. know, like all four, no four-year-old will think, I need a wee and go for one. They'll push it another 45 minutes. But then so will I, especially if I'm trying to finish a bit of work. My bladder will be going, come on, mate, enough's enough. And I'll be like, yeah, but I just need to finish this paragraph. So I can't judge him for that. But yeah, intuitively, he knows what he needs and he knows when he needs to rest. But society and school and life is not set up to to facilitate what he knows already. And then for me, I look back at my childhood, my experience at school, the people around me, 
I was conditioned that rest was lazy and that if you felt a bit shit, you just put your big girl pants on and cracked on anyway. And yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't celebrated. It wasn't, I have this thing with all of my business buddies. You do it as well. We, um, we let each other know when we've had a nap and then the other one celebrates and goes, yeah, you did. You had a nap. Good on you. Because we're having to remind each other all the time that it's okay to listen to your body. Yeah. But yeah. I think um for me, it the the one of the big surprises of many of owning a business is it's allowed me to learn more about myself than I ever possibly knew. Mm. Like self-development journeys for me, becoming a parent and becoming a business owner. Like there's been more self-development in the last three and a half years than there probably was the 30 before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, we are our star asset, aren't we? Like, mm. my business doesn't really exist outside of my brain. And yeah. I don't have aspirations of building a giant team of people. I'm happy with that the way it is, but it does mean I've got to look after that brain. Yeah. And, yeah, to your point, like... Yeah, it's a bit of a perfect storm about booking a holiday and then getting ill. But um, one of the things that is like the sort of opposite of hustle culture is under-scheduling your diary. Mm. No, one no one teaches you that. No one tells you that's okay. But don't fill all of your time blocks. Mm. Also, time block, because that's a game changer. <laughs> but don't yeah. leave gaps leave some shit happens time leave some oh i need to hang up the washing time or i want to go and get a coffee from costa or oh fuck it i just want to read a book or stare at the inside of my own eyelids you know like yeah but yeah the the working world is set up around 40 plus hour weeks and it is about being seen to be busy and that stuff can take a long time to unwind and undo you mm. know and we i think we as people outside of that need to make it more okay for each other yeah. to do that yeah yeah it, i think the person who springs to mind is lord lord alan sugar you know he's constantly on some form of social media when anyone talks about you know work-life balance or working from the office or nap pods in offices and they're just like oh don't be so fucking ridiculous all oh, right so old yeah. school attitude and i think what I'm hearing from what we've talked about is that it's, you know, choose what you want to do. I see so many people wanting to live one way, but actually trying to do it the other way. Mm. Who's to say that if you want to get out of bed, come and sit at your desk for two hours, go and have a nap, go and have a swim, go and do, you know, have a, whatever it is that you want to do. Who's to say that you shouldn't do it that way. But the message that's portrayed on social media and out there in the world is that that's, laziness and not productive and all that BS. Yeah. but you know it's our it's our lives we get to choose how we do it and the fact is most of us break out of the corporate or agency world because we can't exist and function inside of those structures mm. why do we perpetuate them when we become our own boss <laughs> i've worked with so many clients where i'm like you know you don't have to start at nine yeah it took me about a year and a half to go, oh, I could just start at 10.30 because that works better for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. got to be got to be some benefit to 
us doing this, working for ourselves, taking on all that risk and responsibility and being fully responsible for our existence as business owners, there's got to be a benefit. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, it's like evening working for the longest time. I had shame about working in the evening because it was one of the th- things that nearly killed me about corporate. And it was sort of seen as, as a sign that you were not keeping up. Mm. Um, and then it took me a while to go, oh, okay, if it's an or, it's okay, mm. just as long as it's not an and. Mm. So I work in the evening or I work in the morning and they're interchangeable, but I can't work in the morning, the afternoon and the evening. It's too much. Mm. So, yeah. But fundamentally, human brains can do about five or six hours productive work a day. And after that, your productivity falls off a cliff. Yeah, we should get taught that in school. <laughs> that yeah. would that would change the working world. Oh no, no, they don't. The capitalist, um, evil fat cats don't want us knowing that because then they don't ma- manage to squeeze as much as they possibly can out of us. You know, exactly. this, I- this idea. I remember we were working in an office in London, and you know, people would work till seven, eight o'clock in the evening, and it'd be like hold on a minute if i actually took my salary you say you pay me and divided it by the number of hours of work i'm on minimum wage well we'll wrap it up there if people want to get hold of you online if they want to find you and you want to be found where can they do that well obviously they can listen to my podcast oh i'm um, not gonna edit that bit out (laughs) (laughs) so you can find that on um all all places you like to listen uh and like Jeremy, I yeah, my podcast is made up of me being on my own on my soapbox and then me being on my soapbox with a guest standing next to me. Also my website, revealmarketinguk.com, um, which where you can find out a bit more about me. And I would love to receive some messages um, telling me that you listened to this podcast episode and then you had a nap. <laughs> yeah, maybe take a little selfie view in bed. Yeah, exactly. Let's start a revolution. The nap revolution. <laughs> the nap revolution. Great. Perfect. And obviously LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good old LinkedIn. I mean, if you're not on LinkedIn, where are you these days? <laughs> I don't know. Dead. Dead to the world. Well, thank you very much. It's been an awesome conversation. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. This has been How Not to Run a Business with your host, me, Jeremy Jacobs. If you like this conversation and you want to hear more, then make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And whilst you're there, if you want to leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. If you'd like to connect with me online, you can do so on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And my profile name is Jeremy Jacobs UK. Or you can check out my website, which is jeremyjacobs.co.uk. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep on trying, keep on failing, keep on succeeding.